You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with Diane O'Brien, episode number 43. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. It's your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. It is Tuesday morning, so this is going to be a tactical phone call today for all you recruiters out there wanting to up your game or you housewives wanting to learn to become recruiters. We're going to talk sourcing today. And I've decided that Tuesday is going to be a day dedicated to not just tactical things, but always a little bit of sourcing because sourcing is one of the biggest parts of our job if you're a recruiter. Um, it's just like on Thursdays, I'm going to keep the tactical Thursday to, uh, the actual recruiting of, so the attracting, the interviewing, the following the process of, because as you know, recruiting has a lot of different parts from you putting out the job description out there in the world to you maybe hunting through resumes that people put out into the world. And then you're trying to get a feeling for who's the right person. So there's a little bit of mystery in it, like we talked about before, but there's a lot, which I would call, I guess, the art of it, but there's a lot of it is also science where you, it's a numbers game. You have to go through a certain amount of resumes and see a certain amount of people to get enough, you know, good ones that it feel great with the background to then start talking to, to then move forward to the hiring manager in the company. And it is a long process in recruiting because, you know, it can take uh, 30, 60, up to maybe 90 days sometimes to get someone onboarded, onboarded, right? When you put in the two-week schedule or the two-weeks notice and all that good stuff. So even fast hires take usually at least six to eight weeks um, because they're still good, especially if they're doing reference checks and background checks. But during that whole time, you could have great people all the way through, hired. You're still as a recruiter constantly sourcing, right? Unless you hire a sourcer for you, which at times in my career, I've done that and I've kind of stepped away from the sourcing. Even though I, um, how should I say, I want to say I don't like sourcing. I like the sourcing part, but not as much as I like the live conversation part. And I've gone back and forth in my career. There are times I just was all talked out, right? Where I was flying around. I think I've flown to every airport in the country just about um, interviewing and going to meet people for interviews. Um, Luckily, later I used then more video interviewing, but still face-to-face is always important, especially before the final, especially for the clients. And so, um, you know, there are times I just got burnt out on that and that it was nice to be quiet at home, researching and sourcing, you know, looking through people and then just passing that on to somebody else. Um, I've never really had that somebody else to, to pass. Only one company I kind of think of where I didn't have to talk to the person. Um, I didn't take on a retainer for that company. They just straight up want me to source good people for them. Um, and they, I got paid kind of a different way. So otherwise, though, I'm always sourcing kind of for myself and from the sourcing goes into the recruiting of go, then going to the you know, client following the process. But on Tactical Tuesdays, getting back to basics, sorcery and sourcing is everything. And I did a video tutorial, in fact, last week for the group of people that I had invited to my sourcing call. And um, luckily, I recorded it because through the years I've done this and just have not recorded it. But again, I'm getting ready for all of you into a queue. (laughs) Um, So um, I'm going to record one again today on sourcing. And that way... Um, even if you can't make the live call, because I know a lot of times things happen. I had my first Friday live Zoom with you guys, the free Friday. We had a power outage, so I didn't do it on my phone, and that wasn't as good as, um, you know, where I could see everybody. 
So then, of course, we have our Tuesday calls, but I know like last Tuesday, uh, not everyone could always make it. And so I'm recording these. So you can just do it at your convenience as well. So I want to be live so you know, I'm really here supporting and helping to guide you. But I think there's nothing like instead of having to get on a call because I know, you know, I still hate conference calls. To so this day, I do them. I, you know, have to with my with my corporate clients. But if you all don't want to a corporate or a corporate feel ever, right? Or a conference call. I like the videos because you actually can help support each other. But in the beginning, I know people can be a little bit nervous. It feels like a conference call. You don't really want to talk on it. The last call, um, even though it was interactive, I'm doing most of the talking. So I will be recording these and then forwarding them to you um, That um, for those of you in my private groups to queue so that you can look at it at your convenience and then email, text me questions. You can totally do this quietly behind the scenes and still make great money from uh, sourcing. And just so you know, the jobs I'm going to have you practice on as you're learning, recruiting, or upping your game are real jobs. You're only going to be working the jobs one or the other. It'll be my jobs if you don't have anything. So I always have real jobs, real clients. I can put you on the hunt for you know clients right now that I'm looking for. Lord knows I need the help because <laughs> um, I focus on certain clients more than others. I feel like I'm not paying attention to them and there's always more jobs to hire for. So you'll always be practicing on real jobs. And um, if something hits, if you're during your practice stage with me, those three I would say three to six months is when you really need to learn up your game. But during that time as you're practicing and learning, um, I've had students that make hires. So I pay commissions. So just to be very clear, these are all real clients with real jobs as you're, you know, practicing for real. I don't like schools, almost like colleges. What is it like you go in a college four years, but you get the degree, but what? You come out and that's when you get the real life experience. It's the internships that really count. And they're usually not even paid always, right? <laughs> um, so here at least you get a commission. Um, and again, for many schools, you're paying out all that money, which makes sense. I mean, you're trading your money for their time. But what do you get after that four years other than that degree sometimes? Or even like these schools that certify you. I know because there's no, um, there's not really a degree in recruiting, a lot of the clients I had back in the day, they were trying to set up a certification program. You know, they want to have like um, their company name university or this school. And almost kind of similar, I guess, to the coaching business where they want to certify you as a coach because that's very unregulated. But for recruiting, there is no really recruiting school. Now, there's franchises like, um, like is it MRI? There's different ones. I won't give all the names out too. Uh, I forget the name there in this order, but there are schools that want you to either pay them for like a giant franchise fee or they'll teach you. And And I thought about in setting up the way I want to mentor people, I could say, okay, you're going to get certified. But really, what does that mean? Nothing. So I'd rather you go through school, so to speak, with me or a mentorship program with me that I can teach you just like my book talked about, Work From Home Headhunter, was a 10-week program because it really takes at least 10 weeks, which is a quarter, right? It's about three months, week to week, just little bite-sized pieces. But then, you know, what makes you a recruiter is not being certified and given some certificate to hang on the wall. What makes you a recruiter is becoming a recruiter and placing a person. So that's my goal for you. And that's what I did before when I would do, um, when I took time to take on mentees years ago, where there was no big program other than you and I on the phone and my book. So you could kind of write any book, but my book was helpful to keep us in the target of one to 10 weeks if you were brand new. Um, but I'm putting together new material. These videos will be so much more helpful because people like to watch a video on their own time. I can get a lot more information. So you can learn how to source and you might be able to place somebody without ever picking up the phone because from the sourcing, if the person is good and I can use them, fantastic. And I'll let you know. Um, or for some of you, I have some of my entrepreneurial 
uh, mentees out there already, that if you have your own jobs, and you might be doing both. I know one of the gals I'm working with right now is going to take on some of my jobs for me. She's an entrepreneur. has been doing it herself. Already made placements. She knows what she's doing. So I'm not having to teach the source in the recruiting. She just wants to get a little better at it. But she can start, you know, hit the ground running, which I love. So, you know, I'm helping her with her own clients, but then she's also got real jobs for me. So that way money can start coming in, right? Because you're doing this, I'm guessing most of you want to make money, right? You don't want a client just for the fun of it. Yeah, it's fun. It gets fun um, when you're doing it right. But most of us, let's be honest, we're not just here to give and serve. And giving and serving is a beautiful thing. But the more beautiful thing is when you're giving and serving and feeling that appreciation back from the world. And how do you feel that appreciation back? It's in the form of money, that kind of currency that says, yes, you're adding value, right? So again, a lot of us moms out there aren't used to getting paid back for the giving when you're in your home and you're giving it to people you love. But in business, the beautiful thing is you do want to get paid back because if you're not getting paid, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time there because you're doing this for your family, the money, right? And you know, I, I'm going to talk about sourcing here today because it's tactical, but I always kind of go up high because you have to have always the right mindset. And even now that we're talking about money, because if you're going to source, you're going to be making money, you're going to be making placements, you're going to be hiring people. There is such value in that. And um, and you have to get a right mindset about money. And, and I've, I've had to kind of get clear on this too, and I'm still getting clear. I have certain mental blocks myself of what enough money is or should be or whatever that that is for me. And I'm working with coaches right now to help me kind of break through that mental mind block so I can go out and make more money. I can that way give more. Um, the more money I have, the more time I'm going to have to spend doing what I'm doing right now this morning. This is what I love to do, especially lately. I'm teaching you all how to do something that's going to make you six figures, right? And, um, and it's a great job because you're not doing anything bad to get that money. You're helping other people get hired in a industry that you want, right? With clients that you want. So, you know, it's just giving you such control and, but you want to make money doing that. And it's not easy, right? I mean, this isn't a get rich quick. This isn't, Hey, sign up with me and you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars. This is really hard work. I mean, it's simple as far as the work. It's not hard work like you're not out there doing rocket science or have to go to school to get a degree in accounting because all of that is way over my head. Um, but it's simple in the form that you're u- using your woman's intuition. You're sourcing good people, attracting good people out there in the world. Maybe then you will be talking to them if you get in the interview and recruiting stage of having quick conversations and seeing about their background and what do they want to be when they grow up, right? And I'm talking to 30, 40, 50-year-olds when you ask that question. What do you really want to be doing? So... You're doing really good work and the world needs more of that. So as you get stuck in the weeds on this Tactical Tuesday when you're in sourcing and it's hard work and you're on the Indeeds or the LinkedIn's and you're looking for people and you want to give up, remember that, you know, it's not going to come easy, but it's a simple role, a simple job. And if you just keep at it day after day, week after week, this is a practice, right? This isn't like, oh, I'm going to do this and, and then quick make a quick hit. This is something if you really want to do, you're committed for the long term. So I know I talked to a lot of you yesterday about, hey, you reach out to me and let me know who's got a commitment level that really wants to learn this and really wants to get down dirty and work with me and make some money. And that's who I asked to reach out to the hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. And I want to thank you all because I got to see who my listeners are. <laughs> you're not just a number and a piece of paper or people that I'm kind of hearing from through my website because I do have a site where I'm collecting the waiting list for 2Q. But the ones that show up, the ones are like, yes, I'm serious. Let me just put this in an email form and send this off. It's not for me. It's for you, right? Because I will follow up with as many of you as I can, especially the ones that are looking like a right fit. 
because once you reach out, I can see you out there on Facebook nowadays, or I can see you out there on um, LinkedIn and different ways of seeing what you're doing on the internet. And it's okay if you're doing nothing because you're going to get started. That, that's fine too. And I'm, I want to make sure I have a group for the real newbie newbies at True Zero because that's just as important to me as the people that are already at 50 or 100K that want to go higher. Um, we'll have groups for all of you. But for right now, as I'm forming them, I'm working more with the women, um, again, that are just really serious about it even in the beginning. And then, because even if you're at zero, you can still be serious and not afraid, right? You can say, hey, I've made nothing, but I really love the sound of this recruiting gig. Or I've, not even sure if I want to do recruiting, but this support group or listening to you talk about business and women is something I can really buy into. I'd like to have a group just for support and inspiration, continued, you know, continued support for that. And so we're going to have those Facebook groups and other LinkedIn groups and then arrange the platform for that to happen for all of you as soon as I can. Again, 2020 is my year to really do this for you. 2Q, we're going to put this in action, but we're going to really get rolling this, this year. So those of you who can start with me, fantastic, because it's going to be a fun ride, guaranteed. Um, but it's not going to be an easy ride. So you know, it's simple. The work is simple. It's not hard. But it's the commitment that you have to stick to it. You have to really want it. I talked yesterday, yesterday about what is it you want? Who are you? Why? Right? There's all these questions. And the who are you is what I focused on. I think I titled the who. But today it's like the why, because your why, you know, why you are doing this needs to be really strong. If not, you're going to give up. It's like if you wanted to lose weight or quit drinking or, you know, start any kind of new endeavor or project. It could be you want to clean out your closet, (laughs) right? Any of those things. You better have a really hard reason why because you know that stuff gets a lot messier before it gets cleaner, right? You start pulling your clothes out of the closet or try to go on a diet or whatever it is and it goes from like seeming easily to like really hard, really fast. And if you don't have the commitment, you know what will happen. You're going to leave that closet half messy for weeks before you get back to it to make it the clean envisionment of you have a beautiful closet, right? And that's when some of you then, you know, call in the big leagues and get, get a company to come in and help you. You put, put out the money. <laughs> and so, um, you know, this is true with anything you're committed to. So it's true for this. Recruiting, you don't have to work with me or work within a group or ever put out a dime of your own money. There's so much free information out there, right? You can just gather the information. You can go at it yourself. I mean, I'm going to put as much free info more than ever. So you can just gather the weekly free info I'm putting out, whether it's this podcast to kind of get you in gear. You know, my book is out there that gives so much information. I'm going to be putting even more free videos for people that just want to gather the free. Because I get, you really need to gather the free stuff for sometimes a long time. I mean, some people are weeks, months, years. And I've done that, so I don't blame you. I mean, I've done that in other areas with people that I just want to learn from and absorb. Usually, I guess at some point, I always bought the book. And then I really liked them. I started investing more into their knowledge. And, you know, but it was a slow burn, right? Because A, I don't trust people very easy. I mean, I guess maybe I do now I'm older because luckily I'm attracting trustworthy people. But most people out there, I always feel like it is a tit for tat or they want to get something they don't really care about you. But through years of working with great clients and great people, I can tell you most of the world really is good. You have to be careful. But it's what you put out there is often what you get. So if you have the right intentions and you're putting out the right vibe, usually you're getting something good back. So a lot of times it's just about you getting more clear about what you want. You don't want to waste anyone's time, right? And that's funny. I've even come full circle with this with contractors around my house. You know, my husband, I'm getting way off topic here, but I will get back to Tactical Tuesday. (laughs) But, you know, even in business, I've always tried to treat other people or in life the way I want to be treated. The golden rule is everything, right? I always tell my girls, you don't have to be religious, but follow the golden rule. I mean, that's what all the religion books come up to. Treat others the way you want to treat it, be treated yourself, okay? And it goes so far. And this is so true in recruiting. 
So, um, but even, you know, there's been times though, like in business, maybe I haven't always, like with clients, like, you know, you put certain clients in the back burner to put others in the front burner, certain candidates, you just, you don't have time to get back to everyone. So you feel bad sometimes you have to find ways to try to get back to people. But, you know, a lot of times you don't want to get at least an email back. I don't know. So I've tried to manage my time in a way that I can treat everyone that I want to be treated. Um, as I'm saying that, I'm feeling a little guilty right now because I can't get back to all the emails right now that I have coming in, or I definitely am not going to get back to all of the people that sending resumes in. Those are by the hundreds. The clients I get back to, obviously, because they're paying clients. So they become, you know, a different level of priority because they're paying me to work with them. And I'm talking about my corporate clients here, not any mentees here. Um, but the corporate clients, you know, they're paying me anywhere from 15, 30, 60, up to 90,000 for certain placements. I mean, that's a lot of money, you guys. And it's where I didn't say it out loud because um, for many years, I stayed at the very low end from that 10,000 to 15 to maybe 20 was my max, right? And then kind of I broke through that ceiling to go higher. But it's something where it was a mental ceiling A for me to ask it and know I deserved it. But then back to my point is, instead of B, they <laughs> go from A to number one. So the point is, where do you put your time? And I did realize I started putting my time more with the clients that were paying me a lot more. Now, was that wrong? I, I thought bad for the other clients, but I didn't want to give up on the ones I just really liked, but they just couldn't maybe afford me or not paying it. But the deal was, this is business. This wasn't a charity. This wasn't me making friends. This is me making money for my family, right? This is making as much money as I can to create the world that I want. And I want to create that world before I can help others create their worlds, right? So in business, you know, don't be afraid to ask for money. Don't be afraid to say, no, sorry, I can't help you. But when you have the money, you know, come back to me. And we've said no. In fact, one of my recent clients, um, I was with my advisor on that call and we had to say no because they said we were too expensive. It wasn't the budget. Me as a woman, I would be like, wait a minute. I think we were asking for 60 and they said no. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I would so still do that for 30K, right? But my advisor was like, nope, you hold the line, Diane. So I said no. We said no. And what happened? They came back around. They sent us higher up in the chain to their capital partners like uh, was a month later because that was like November, December. They came back in January for way higher money, right? And so then I started working with them uh, for a COO role. So, you know, life does teach you hold out for what you deserve, okay? And then work with the people that really want it because that's where you want to put your time. So um, why am I saying all this? Gosh, I don't even know because I'm talking, um, I'm just talking out loud here. The reason I'm saying all this is because A, you have to know that it's okay as a woman in business to ask for what you're worth and then B, spend time with the people that are willing to pay what you're worth, right? And then you have to leave it at that. The rest of them, you can still, you know, um, I say, how can you work with them? You can find other ways of helping them. Like that's kind of why I wrote articles. That's kind of why I'm thinking of my clients here, not mentees. I'm thinking of my CEOs that, um, you know, I wanted to help in other ways. I had sent within them articles over. I would send them job description templates. Even clients to this day that decide they're not working with me or not, not decide, but they am hiring somebody themselves. I continue to send free stuff and even after. I don't always know why. I just think of them for some reason. And when I think of them, I quick uh, shoot a quick note saying, hey, just uh, thinking about you, here's a new description I came up with, a job description template or an article that I wrote that I thought you might like. And what happens is when you show that kind of care and love for people, even when they're not maybe necessarily working with you at that time, they remember you. And then later, maybe they didn't choose you the first time. They went with another um, you know, executive search firm that um, maybe ended up performing well for them or did not, but later in life, they come back to you, right? 
So that's why you always want to be kind of just touching base. It shows that you care. It, and it comes truly from the heart, right? When, when you can, I know it's hard. And because it's hard, there's all these companies that do it for you now. You have to pay them, of course, like anything, but it's so worth it. There are companies like, oh my gosh, like HubSpot is one of them out there. Um, there's other, well, even the, like the Entreport that I'm using to k- get people in a drip campaign. I'm using that more for you, um, Headhunting Housewives now, more than clients, because my clients I can always keep track of, but there'll be more of you. Um, at a less dollar point where although my clients, I kind of keep on my fingers, I'd say always 10 that I'm working with at one time. I might like to work with under five, but even with you all, I want to keep with the real solid core of 10 because that's just comfortable for me along with myself and Bridget. So I can have a, a team of 12. I've hired sales teams, recruiting teams. That's just a good number. I don't know why that between five to 10 to maybe up to 12. Um, so I want to do the same thing until I grow enough to have other mentees, uh, mentors help more of you groups. But in the beginning to Q, um, it's 10 of you. So find me cause I'm going to be looking for you <laughs> as you're, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, and you'll learn about me. Sorry, I do tend to babble. So if that's not your style, don't call me <laughs> because even on my, um, teaching calls, I kind of teach a lot off of the book, off of the paper outside of what I'm on. Like, so let me get back to tactical Tuesday. Cause I really went way out there for a minute, but I know you're like, all right, Diana, I want to learn how to source better. So what we're going to do on these video tutorials um, and that, again, I'm going to invite you on on probably Tuesdays or Thursdays, separate from our Friday free call and the intro calls, is going to be learning how to go through resumes and what that looks like, right? So to get in the weeds here with you for briefly, is that you're going to, let's say you do a posting on Indeed, right? You want to do a free posting and I can teach you go through, I just taught someone I didn't record it the other day, which I should have recorded, of how to go through Indian and set up the right way so that it's free. But you can get this stuff for free your own. You can go figure that out without me. If you go on Indeed and you set up an account and you start playing with it, practice posting a job, okay? Practice posting it for, um, you know, you don't have to hit, you don't have to make it real. It's not like you're practicing and putting out there a fake job. You can just practice for something that is something I've been talking about, right? Some of the hires that I'm doing, it could be for recruiters here in the Philadelphia area. It could be for salespeople, you know, out in Texas. It could be for a CEO, um, cannabis person in Detroit, as well as some people now out in Oregon. So you can think about different things that you want to post for and just practice, right? That's how you're going to learn. It's practice, practice, practice makes perfect. <laughs> so we're in the practicing mode, ladies. So get on the indies, look through resumes, you know, get a feel. What are you looking for again? There's some basics and I am going to put all of this. In fact, I did put it out on, I think already one YouTube out there, but I'll try to organize my information more for you on a week to week basis. But there is something out there I already did where you would find with, you know, looking at the person's name, where they're located, are they full-time, are they currently employed, are there job hops, or is it nice, clean, simple progression of their resume? When did they graduate? So you get a feel for, you know, their energy and how old they are, not to do any ageism, but just so you know about how old they are, how mature are they, right? How much experience do they have? Um, and then you're looking for the things that show activity, like are they coaches, are they athletes, Have they? do they carry a 4.0, or what are the things they're proud of that should be metrics on their resume, right? It should be um, what they've done, how they've done it, how they've done it really well. You want to see their pride coming through. You want the go-getters and the high-energy doers, right, all coming through their resume. I mean, and it could be there are going to be gaps in their resume, right? Let's say I say, you know, be leery of gaps. That might be a red flag, but maybe it's a mom that took off time after her first job from college to be home with the kids. That's okay. Hopefully she just put that on there down at the bottom of the resume at the part that I look under, you know, um, skills or hobbies or whatever. She can say she's been raising her kids, but she's an active 
you know, runner works out twice a week or a kayaker or hiker or, you know, or in the meantime, she's home or mom or whatever it is. You're looking for who they are, right? And then nowadays you can go on Facebook and look them up and then you can go on LinkedIn and look them up. So ladies, if you're listening to this and you're not on Facebook, you probably are on Facebook, but get on it. <laughs> um, I'm not a Facebook user much that I mean, I'm on it, but not a big one because I've always been on LinkedIn on the business side more. So you probably don't have a LinkedIn account. Um, get on LinkedIn. Doesn't have to be great. I haven't upgraded mine in a while, but just be on there. Just show up, right? So people can find you. And then you can up your game when you get called to. Um, and you're getting called to now, right? If you're hearing this podcast, maybe this is your calling. And if it is, do these little steps right now for free with me, okay? So back to sourcing. So that's the stuff you're looking for in these resumes. It's stuff that you should be doing yourself so you can learn how to be um, attractive out there in the universe on paper, right? On your resume. So you might want to practice doing your own resume. What would that look like? Maybe you want to work with me and you just don't want to start your own company, but you want to get hired as a recruiter. Well, we can do that. You can train with me. And within three months, either if you're not going to be hiring with me, go get hired. You've already then learned it. You can say you work with my company, SalesSource, which is my company that I have trained and employed people under. And that way you have some real life experience to then go out and interview better. And we can definitely help coach you in interviewing if we get to that point. And then get hired as a recruiter Um, or listen to this podcast for free and just go out there and find one of these entry-level positions that I'm hiring for right now in Philadelphia where you can get hired as a recruiter and get paid. You don't want to have to pay anybody else to teach you, uh, but let's say you want to not be at home and you want to go back into corporate. Maybe you don't have kids yet or you're finished raising them or you've hired a nanny and you want to get out, whatever your reason, no judgment. Um, But you can go get a recruiting job right now and get paid for it and get taught on the job. Now, be careful because a lot of those will teach you the wrong way or take advantage of you. And you think that you're the one winning because you're taking money from them. But in the end, you're not going to make the money you really want to or have the lifestyle you want to. But there's just so many options for you, I'm saying. But um, so as you're sourcing, think about what you're wanting for yourself, right? As you're looking for other people and um, and learn what looks good on the resume. So you can also use that to your own personal benefit. But that's what a lot what sourcing is about. It is before even the first phone call, ladies, it is just getting a feel for that resume, whether you posted a job, whether you found them, you're looking through all those things that might look good. And then you're pulling out the hundreds of resumes, the hundreds of candidates that will be coming to you. You're going to pick about five, maybe 10 that feel right, that look right, that you're going to have a cup of coffee and look over, and then we'll talk about the next stage of uh, sourcing is then a real deeper screen. Again, maybe by a phone call, you really screen through and looking at it before you pick up the phone and make the phone call. Um, or in these days, it's not a phone call before you pick up your typewriter or text and email or text them because you'll go deeper on text and email first. That's another little secret of what I do before I even pick up a phone call. So I go deep as much as I can before wasting energy or giving energy um, on a call because you want to make sure a person you're giving it to um, is a match for what you're looking for and what they want to be receiving. So that's it. This I always say it's going to be a quick call, and I went probably long here. It's 26 minutes. But there are some tactical secrets in there and to-dos. Um, again, I'm going to be lining up some good video tutorials that you can watch at your leisure. You can reach me, for those of you that are getting serious about this right now, because we only have a month of March until we're in 2Q. Um, that's why I'm giving out this email. I'm scared it's going to be bombarded. But just um, Bridget's going to help me, my VA, but uh, as long as you're in the emails, at least, I can find you eventually. And uh, that's going to be hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. 
And for those of you just wanting to join us, please do that first. Um, go and just get on my mailing list or my radar. And that way, if you're um, passively listening, but at least get on our radar so I know you're out there. And those of you that want to reach out and, and introduce yourself, you can do that at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. So I hope this is helpful uh, to those of you that are listening. Have a great Tuesday. I'll be sourcing with you just so you know. So if you start practicing sourcing today, put on your sorcery hats <laughs> and... Um, for the day. And that's gonna be a big bulk of my day. I'm gonna have a little chunk of time. Probably like to a nine to 12. I like little chunks, if not a one to four. Um, but I'm gonna have that little chunk of time that I'm doing my sorcery and my sourcing work. So you should too. And make it fun. I usually take my laptop out of my office into my sunroom. So the sun can be shining on me. I have a cup of tea. Um, and I just get in the zone, right? It's actually, I, it's very enjoyable. It becomes meditative once you learn to do it right. And you're not letting other people break your energy. So enjoy the day, ladies. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. And I look forward to seeing you there.